Sunday pour back on a Tuesday night after an extended holiday weekend. Christmas is in the books. Came and went, as always. Uh, went too fast. No surprise. Um, I don't know. Where do we start? We just got some news a couple hours before we uh, started recording that John Madden had passed away. So, of course, the first show we've done in uh, – I don't know how long where football isn't in the background, but it finds a way to dominate the conversation regardless. Um, you know, 85 years old, says he died suddenly, but uh, still, you know, an, uh, an icon in the sport. Yeah. Well, speak for yourself. Uh, if you're not watching uh, the Liberty Bowl in the background. Uh, I, I, I popped in on it. This, I saw it was a little bit of a blowout, so I yeah, got a the uh, Family Guy marathon on instead. Oh, fair enough. Hey, all right. Well, Which, Madden, actually, I believe, I don't know if it's necessarily his voice, but he does make an appearance yeah. in the pilot of Family Guy, and right now, it's not the pilot that's on, but it's the episode where they go back in time, and it takes oh. place inside the pilot. Oh, yeah. Yep. Little butterfly effect going on. Yeah, Stewie and Brian causing trouble. Um, yeah, the, the well, the first episode of Family Guy aired after the Super Bowl. I think. I think it was Rams Titans, maybe. Oh wow, that okay. So it's, it's over geez. twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. And then uh, Peter has to. He makes the blimp that flies over the Super Bowl. Yeah, drops. I believe down, it's Madden. Yeah. yeah, I believe it's Madden and Summerall in the booth. Oh Dave yeah, Madden and Summerall. Yep, yep, absolutely. So you know everything comes full circle here on this show. That's pretty amazing. Um, show me another podcast that's opening up with a John Madden tribute like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's it's kind of crazy. It's been a long time since he's retired, but he's still. I mean, because of the video game, he's like synonymous with. The sport itself, it's uh, I, pe- I don't think people even remember that he was a coach. I mean, I, I'm sure people, I, I know people remember, but I mean, from the video game, then going back to his days as a broadcaster, then going back to his days as a coach, uh, he's just had it's just a long career in football. And I mean, he, he retired fairly young. If he's you know, he, he died now, he's 85 years old. I mean, he hasn't been actively in sport for 20 years i mean for a long time since i don't remember the exact date of his retirement but i, I, I mean, want to say it was a steelers Cardinals super bowl wow that's actually a lot later than i would have guessed but that's my guess i think that that was 08 maybe oh so 13 14 years yeah 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 uh, i could be wrong i think that was his last game though but he, and uh it, Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry about that. I was going to say, in order to actually remember him as a coach, so he retired in 78. Yeah. Damn, looking at his numbers right now. These are more impressive than I realized. Coaching uh, numbers? Yeah, I mean, he's got the one Super Bowl, Super Bowl eleven, but yep. 103 and 32 and 7, the 763 winning percent. That's like Lombardi-esque. I started reading uh, part of Kenny Stabler's book. I mean, I started reading the beginning of it. I don't know why I started reading part of it. I started reading Kenny Stabler's book. And I just read a little bit of it. And it talks a little bit about, it's about his, his time with the Raiders and how uh, like Madden was this great kind of um, 
know, he just he brought together like the the weirdest groups of people, a bunch of degenerates on that Raiders team, but made them all into winners because they all wanted to play for him. And he had just a way about. I mean, let him get away with some things. You know what I mean? Like there was the, the whole book is the whole point is like Kenny Stabler saying how awesome uh, of a time that he had. Um, so there's a lot of shit they got away with in uh, you know with the Raiders. But like Madden knew how to control that, even though he had, you know, the generals on the team. He knew how to get the most out of these players on you know, on Sunday. Uh that seemed to be his great talent was uh I don't know, you, you could talk about exes and O's about thousands of guys, but to be able to lead men like that on the field uh of play to victory, you know, uh as consistently as he did, that's um that's a, that's a talent all in itself and that's a unique one. Yeah, that was the Al Davis model, I think. He, Al Davis was the one who liked bringing in all those, uh, if I can remember, his 30 for 30. I believe he was the one who liked bringing in all those guys, and Madden was the, uh, was the perfect guy to kind of – I don't know if you want to call him a player's coach. I guess you got to be a little bit of a player's coach to uh, – A ringleader. To coach those guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was at the circus. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're yeah, right. absolutely right. Al Davis's model. That's absolutely right. Yeah, Al Davis would take just about anybody if he could play. He could, you know, he could put up with uh, with the, with the uh, you know guys with some off the field issues. So and I guess you know, from, yeah, from what you hear. But what I was gonna say um, before I got si- I sidetracked, it just slipped my mind. So in order to remember Madden as a coach, so he coached his last game in '78, right? So that's. 43 years ago, going on just about 44 years ago. Yep. I mean, you have to be in your 50s to remember John Madden coaching a football (laughs) game. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. It was a short career, 10 years. I mean, impressive. I just went through the numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, nine and seven postseason records, got the Super Bowl, uh, lost to the Steelers three times in the playoffs. That's tough. Um, So, yeah, I mean, so not too many people – I mean, with me, I can only speak to me, and this is most people my age or even a little bit older or a little bit younger. Um, you know, it's the video game. That's yeah. my first memory. And my, my, it might be my first memory of the NFL period is playing <laughs> the video game on Sega. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Huh. Probably the first game I ever played on Sega is Madden, and it became a, an annual uh, tradition for me to get that video game as like a Christmas present. (laughs) So I had 93. I started with 93, 94, 95, 96, but I think 97 was the last one for Sega. Mm -hmm. And then I went into like the N64, probably 98, 99, 2001, maybe I topped out at. Mm -hmm. And then I never really, I may have had like a Madden on PlayStation. I, I never had an Xbox. Once you started, all the, too many buttons. And once you once there started being too many buttons, I was just out on on it. You know, I did A, B, and C. I'm an A, B, C guy. <laughs> you know, ABC's easy as one, it. two, three. That's it. No, no, A, B, C's, X, Y, Z's. Once you start dealing with joysticks, yeah, and shit, power, L ones and L twos, gets a little complicated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's incredible how his legacy is just that he has become synonymous with the NFL. You just said that like 
that's your first brush with the NFL is Madden. Madden yeah. NFL football. It becomes it comes before the NFL. It's an incredible yeah. legacy that he leaves behind. Yeah, and uh, I mean those were great games. I mean those were. I mean it was coming off. Tecmo. I'm a little. I've seen, I, I remember Tecmo, but I'm a little too young. Mm-hmm. For I played Tecmo a little bit when I was older. After it was already had like a cult following, I probably played it a little bit when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I may have been actually Tecmo Super Bowl, which was not the real Tecmo, right? Well, Tecmo Bowl, yeah, Tecmo Bowl came first. Tecmo Super Bowl was the second one, but. It was like you, you had one more play on off or, or two more plays on offense, you know, one more running play, one more passing play. Um, and it was a little more a little more refined than Tecmo Bowl. But to me, Tecmo Super Did you ever, did you ever play the handheld game from like the seventies or uh, maybe even before that? Just uh, the like dots lit up on a screen. Yeah, I've had yeah, I've had a couple of those, you know, because with especially with older brothers, I've had a couple of those, you know, through the house. At times, oh, man, that is really you gotta love football to play those games. Not very exciting. It's kind of like, like playing Frogger. Nah, it's not even football. As, not even. I think it's just like little red dots. That's yeah, it. that's it. That's it. There's not. There's not even Frogger. At least you could tell that it's a frog. <laughs> like it's, it's like a mixture between Frogger and Tetris. It's just like, moving. You're just looking for the hole. I feel, I feel like it's even less. It's like it's like pong. Oh yeah, I, no, I say it's even less advanced than pong. It's less advanced than all these things. Yeah, my grandfather had an old one from when he was, who knows how old. He was probably a little bit, probably older than a kid. I don't know what year it's from, but I remember playing it as a kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just shows you how far. Do you ever play video ever, games have can't have come? Do you ever play the one or even see it in, in like in person? The one that has like the stand up guys and it's electronic, and I don't know if it's like magnets that run them or they're on tracks or whatever. Maybe it's on magnets and like you hit a button and they go like they all get like taken by whatever the powers underneath. It's I don't know what uh, Stratomatic or Strato something. No, nah, I'm not familiar with that one. Ah. Uh, that's yeah, I've never seen it in person either. But that's like I feel like it's the seventies too. Very creative times in the seventies. Yeah, man. It was just it was a jumping off point. Yeah. For games. Yeah. By the um, by the way, in um in Madden, my favorite my probably two favorite Maddens is it's tough. Mm-hmm. Probably ninety six it would probably be. Ninety six ninety four Sega. Still on Sega. The 64 ones were good. I got into the 64 ones, but there was a certain charm that the Sega ones had. Um, but the, the 96 one, the nice thing about that one was they had uh, – there was codes where you could unlock um, secret teams. Yeah, okay. So it would be like the 84 Falcons and the 72 <laughs> Dolphins or whatever. And it was like, you know, C-B-A-B-C-A. So you'd sit there all day and just hitting buttons, trying to unlock different teams. I remember they were published in like a magazine. And I know somebody who just went into like a Barnes and Noble and ripped the sheet out of so we had all the codes. Uh, But I will say this, Bo Jackson, the Bo Jackson of Madden 96 Mm -hmm. 
was I'm trying to get canceled for saying this name. OJ Simpson on the 73 Bills. Incre- incredible. OJ OJ was unstoppable. On football, the Bills, football, on 70, yeah. football OJ. Yeah. Different career. He's, yeah, when you talk about OJ, you got to talk about him. Like, he's kind of like Matt, like the John Madden of double murders, where he had this right. football career, he had this uh, entertainment career, and then he had this life of crime afterwards. So there's, there's three phases, much different phases than John Madden, but same idea, very similar. Right. In 1996, like, that was right in the midst of OJ. He's coming off, was it like a year after the verdict, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So, right. like, being OJ in a video Fresh. game probably wasn't the most popular. Not that it's popular in 2021, but that was, like, really too soon. Yeah. But the guy was, t- I mean, tough to tackle. Again, if you like football, it's, uh, I don't, you know, whatever, you're reliving history. He wasn't a double murderer on that, on that Bills team. That's a good point. He's still in the ring of honor in Buffalo, right? I have no idea. If I know Buffalo, he's probably still there. If I, if I can listen to the remix to Ignition, uh, we could play as OG in a video game. Oh, yeah. It's like going back and watching Usual Suspects. You could, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're not going to watch Usual Suspects. Good idea. Yeah. Right. So we, we, just, norm, we just normalized uh, player worship of a double murder. Nice. <laughs> What are the? I mean, the Bills don't have much. No, the Bills have nothing, and he really he's really hurt their what they do have. He's really hurt what they do have. So it's really, you know, it's really on him. It's not on us. I mean, they have the four straight Super Bowls. They have OJ. They have wings. You're gonna blame? You're gonna blame me for playing as OJ in a video game? Let's let's really not take the eyes off of uh, off the guy who's really the problem here, and that's OJ. Right, right. I'm not the asshole. Stay on topic. Yeah, he's looking for he's looking for an easy guy to to punch to punch at. Just go go after OJ, not me. Poor as Ronald I, Goldman. As I score another touchdown, on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was incredible in that game. Not Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was the most dominant player in yeah. sports video game history, but yeah. pretty good. And Madden, we haven't even talked about Madden as the announcer, who was like the like the original, at least like in our lifetime, like the original guy that you imitated. Like he, we were after, you know, post Howard Cosell. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like the original guy that, you know, if you're going to do a call like, and do a voice, it'd be, you'd be doing Madden and Summerall because they're both very Im- imitatable guys. Summerall's um, tough. Um, no, not really, because you just go, and I'm always saying this because I've done it before, and I'm not going to do it on the air. But you just kind of you're go not going to do some raw. No, you, you only can do some raw. I'll do Madden. He's going to do it off. <laughs> I I can't. I, I got a script. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't do it. Um, I can't improv some raw. But you just kind of go off of what Frank Caliano used to do. Oh, he did some raw too. I thought he just did Madden. No, he did Madden. Then he would. Then he would, yeah. Then he would kind of go into Summerall. Wow, go to back the and forth. The twenty-five. There's a flag on the play. That's all I got. <laughs> That's it. Well, I mean, you got Brett Favre, and then there's everyone else. All right. <laughs> Boom. Tough acting, tough acting. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, big boom yeah, guy. Joe big Buck. big yeah, guy oh, for yeah. boom. Oh yeah, man. That's I don't even know if they do that in the video games anymore. Remember, ESPN had to stop doing jacked up. Oh yeah, because of concussions. Yep. yep. And the video in the Madden games, they used to bring out the stretcher. It was celebrated. <laughs> used to try and knock guys out of the game because you'd get to see the ambulance. Yeah, right on the field. Yep. Yeah. Um. Well, Joe Buck has kind of tried to do a Pat Summerall impression for most of his career. Um, yeah, I think he's admitted it that he really was just trying to be a Summerall clone, a Summerall clone uh, early on. Wow. Because Summerall was very – Or he could try to be a Summerall clone all he wants. Unfortunately, he's a real-life Joe Buck. Yeah. <laughs> Summerall is very just monotone. Like, no matter what was happening in the play – he never got too high or never got too low. He just called the action. Unless it was late in the game and you could start hearing him slur his words a little bit. <laughs> right. That's a good point. Late in the game, I guess sometimes you got to dial it up a little bit because of the crowd noise too. But he was very yeah, good yeah. at keeping his very good at keeping his emotions in check. Sure. Uh, and some were all retired before Madden. Like if I had to guess when – God, if I had to guess when Summerall retired, I would say like 2000 maybe. Mm. I mean, because John Madden was on NBC there towards the end with Al Michaels. It sounds, it's, yeah, it sounds about right. I feel like I was probably in college when, when Summerall retired. It sounds about right. Yeah, he died in 2013. I mean, I'd say he was active until, let's see. One of the great all-time broadcast teams, though. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'd have to sit here and think about it, but at least in my lifetime, I don't think there's a better one for football, no? No. no. I mean, we, got sure. some, we got some good ones, but, I mean, this is the – I don't know. I'm not ready to start ranking, but I don't know. They're top, they're top two, three at the worst. Yeah, I guess Summerall's last Super Bowl. He he came out of retirement a little bit. He caught some Cotton Bowls at the end from 07 to 2010. Mm -hmm. But his last Super Bowl, it looks like, was uh, the Rams-Patriots one, the first one, Vinatieri, 2002. Well, of course, it was a kicker. Yeah, of course, right? Mm -hmm. It looks like that was his last real big – call uh yeah that looks like it was his last big call yeah well john madden on a non-football tuesday bringing us right into football have you watched any bowl games at all on this bowl week nah i, I can't uh i can't get into the bowls they're much. really like I used to back in the day. I gamble on them a lot. I was never good at gambling on bowls. I don't know why. Questioning, I guess you can never <laughs> question these teams' motives. I don't know. Something hard about gambling. I, it, to me, they're these are strictly for gamblers. These games, except maybe yeah. the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and obviously the semifinal games is you know that's for yeah. the championship. Those Literally. are awesome, but um, yeah, I feel like the Liberty Bowl. You know, these all these I don't know they're goofy. Yeah, I I watched the Birmingham Bowl today, the Birmingham Bowl today at work. 
um, out of out of boredom, and I did have a few bucks on it. Uh, it was Houston and uh, Auburn. And really, I think the most entertaining part about like, it was a pretty good game, but the most entertaining part about watching it was like the, the announcers. You know, they're not pulling out an A team announcer for a noon game on a Tuesday. I don't know who they were, but I just started to think like, where the hell do they get all these announcers for all these random games? They just need to start filling in like the day I go deep on the bench for these for these teams. And we talk about Madden Summerall. These two guys are not Madden Summerall, and they really leaned heavy. Because like a million guys had like opted out to get ready for the draft, and like of course these guys leaned heavy on the players that were there. And I don't know how many times that they said, uh, "Here's the guy who really wants to be here today, no question about it." They, he really wants. He loves playing football. He wouldn't doesn't want to miss a game. And another guy, and one guy's like, "Yeah, you know, you, <laughs> doesn't matter. You know, you always nobody ever looks back on their college career and says, I wish I played one less game.' <laughs> they just." They, they, I don't Maurice know. Claret probably does. Fucking shattered his ACL against There's Miami. One. Yep. There you go. Just thought of one. It was, they, were not, they did not mention him. <laughs> yeah. They did not. But, yeah, it was uh, really because I was – the only reason is because I was working and I had nothing to do. I just wanted – between, you know, 12 and 3.30, I wanted something to occupy my time. That's the only reason I was on that game. Yeah, I've kind of forgotten about the Bulls. Maybe I'll have to do that because i got to work the next couple of days. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll find some Bulls to watch. That is a nice perk if you're – like if you're not at work, you're probably not giving two shits about it because you're doing no. something with your free time. Yeah. If you are at work, anything to take your mind off of work. The fact that you're there, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, spite. I, I, you're watching bowl games out of spite. <laughs> And I don't know if it's just because we don't watch like ESPN regularly like we did when we were kids, but I mean, I used to, I just remember being saturated with bowl game commercials, like for the week leading up to this week. I don't, I don't know if I, like, I feel like we watch ESPN for, you know, certain football games and stuff, but I don't remember like getting these Christmas jingle bowl game commercials that we used to get. I'm not inundated um, with it anymore, but I assume they still advertise for it. But I mean, I just don't. Yeah, uh, I, I remember. I remember that from when I was a kid. Just every every other commercial on ESPN was for these bowl games. Was the Birmingham Bowl on ESPN? It was. Yeah, it was. Although I did watch most of the second half on mute because I just couldn't take those guys anymore. Yeah, it's a good, that's a nice move. Yeah, so there was a game that was supposed to be. Got canceled. SMU Virginia. I assume that was supposed to be a noon game. And uh, all right, there you go. Maryland Virginia Tech. Oh, pinstripe bowls tomorrow. Excellent. Yeah, they canceled the Fenway uh, Bowl again. Assholes. Oh, was that supposed to be at Fenway Park? Yeah. Yeah, Fenway needed was, a bowl. I guess. All right. Well, we got Maryland Virginia Tech in the pinstripe bowl. Yeah, Maryland length three and a half. Tua's brother is the quarterback for Maryland. So if you're stuck in the office tomorrow, there's something to. Uh... Oh, you already got you already got the gears turning. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I'm gonna start studying. Uh, see where the spread's going in that one. Yep. I think there Virginia you know. Tech might stink. I think I like Maryland. They got sound logic. <laughs> I think Vitek stinks. <laughs> 
That is Alamo good. Bowl tomorrow night too. You, you just said you wonder why you can't bet on these games. Maybe I do a little better than I think that team stinks. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough. I, I may as well give out my picks now for uh, the semifinal games. Well, I can just going to do it right in the middle of the show here. Semi, well, yeah, for, yeah, for, well, no, we can wait till Thursday and do them because they're not until Friday, right? So, Well, we I do. wanted to give people time. And plus, I don't really have much to say about them because I don't, I don't know if I can name a player on any, any team. All right. Bright, Bryce Young, Alabama's All right. quarterback. All right, go for it. All right. Uh, I'll keep it short. I like I like both favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bama and Georgia. Bama's a chalk pick. Uh, Michigan seems to be the public pick in that game. I think – I don't know. I'm not following all the COVID shit. Apparently, Georgia has some guys on COVID, but the spread hasn't moved. I, I think Georgia's defense is going to – Georgia's defense is going to be a problem for Michigan. In Bama, I just think the talent gap is just too wide. I know Alabama Georgia seems a little too easy, but I would take both favorites. Lay the lay the wood, lay the lumber. We're looking at Bama another another championship for Alabama. I I don't. If you had asked me, if you had asked me two weeks ago, I would have said Georgia. Nobody's beating Georgia, and then Alabama smoked Georgia. So I don't know. I, I thought Georgia was the best team by a mile, and now everyone has them losing to Michigan. I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna say Georgia just had a bad day against Alabama. Alabama owns them. I mean they just they they see they see Bama and they just turtle. I'm gonna say Georgia takes care of business against Michigan. And then we get a I think we get a rematch. All right. Bama seems like a sucker bet too. I I acknowledge that seems like a sucker bet. I just it's Alabama and Cincinnati. I'm I'm going down betting Bama. Yeah. There's, there's no yeah, there's no betting Cincinnati. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. There you go. There's there's your uh there's your college football picks. Yeah, let's see who's in the Rose Bowl. Let's give a Rose Bowl pick. I don't even know who's playing. <laughs> oh, Utah, Ohio State, take Utah getting points. Utah money line, Utah getting points. All right. Ohio State's a dead team. I thought that about that's Auburn the, that's today. The Auburn one. put up a fight. Same. What was the spread in that game? Uh, one off was like a pick em. It was uh, Auburn was like two, two and a half point favorites maybe yesterday afternoon or last night or maybe like first thing this morning. And I went off as a pick em. And then Houston won. Yeah, the SEC, sometimes they underperform in these bowls. They, had they a could lot be a little overrated. Out. They had Other a lot of guys that. out. And Houston looked like they were – I'm not going to see analyze, but Houston scored in the first drive, hit a field goal later in the first half, but they really could not move the ball. The quarterback looked way off, and then he said one good drive at the end of the game. Maybe one of the all-time worst calls I've ever seen on one of their previous drives before they scored where they had completed two deep passes in a row. Like they'd started mm-hmm. at maybe like, I don't know, the 12-yard line or something. And then they, they got to the 50 in like two passes. Not deep balls, you know what I mean? And uh, then they ran like this Music City Miracle type. like Nice. Like a screen. And then they tried to like throw back to the quarterback who was like, double covered. Like it was a, and it was picked off. It was just maybe one of the dumbest calls I've ever seen. Like, why are you trying this trick play? You know, Auburn has uh, let you get by them two consecutive plays, right? Running the trick play. 
doesn't make any sense. But uh, did this happen at midfield? Yeah, at midfield. Yeah. Terrible. That's, that's where you got to try the trick plays. I will say that. No, it was like they were. They had no need for it. They'd already like like I said, it was two two completions in a row. They're moving the ball just fine. They had a pretty decent running back on that team. You didn't need to run this trick play. And this was like, I don't know, seven minutes to go, six minutes to go. They had plenty of time. Yeah. Desperate, very desperate, just a bad call. I have no problem with the trick plays. They did run a flea flicker earlier um, that they did not complete. But it was just not um, – it, it was just bad timing. And it was picked off. So And the quarterback was double covered. How do you, how do you run a trick play – Flicking it back to the quarterback, and there's two guys on him. It's like being a slave. It's like being a slave to the map quest and not calling an audible by yourself. Yeah. He he had his heart set on throwing it to the quarterback. It's like Michael Scott driving into the the I, lake. I always not, say that, you know. Not, not much of a trick though, if uh, if he's covered. <laughs> yeah, these guys they're caught, they can't think for themselves. They that was the that's probably the play they ran all year. Like oh, we're gonna bust this out in the biggest moment. <laughs> They've been practicing it since you know August. Yeah, yeah. I it looks so good in practice, and then they just botched the hell out of it. I blame the coach for calling it. Houston's Houston's coach. Yeah, Houston's coach. Yeah, guy. Auburn's like front. Front uh, line D was pretty good all day. They're getting on top of the quarterback a lot of the time. <sighs> I know this I guy, know. Houston's coach. He used to coach West Virginia. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Dana Hogerson. Mm, okay. Got all time hairdo. <laughs> By hairdo, I mean like there's not much hair up there, but he. You dig the style? It's, it's, I mean, it's a terrible style. It's so bad, it's good. <laughs> It's classic, so bad, it's good. Classic football coach. He doesn't have time for haircuts, man. He's running the X's no. and these trick plays. No, it doesn't give a fuck. Like, he's he's one of the only coaches that I don't mind he wears a visor. Because <laughs> he's just like, that's the type of guy who should wear a visor. All right. Like, there's just hair, like, sprouting up everywhere. It's almost like weeds on your lawn, like, popping through the garden. <laughs> yeah, it's a football guy, Dana Dana Hogerson. Well, twelve win twelve win Houston team this year and a bowl, so he'll probably get he'll probably get a job out of it. He also looks like a used car salesman, like perfect for college. Mm, yeah, it does absolutely. Yep, yeah. Like that guy probably goes into a living room and just crushes it with parents, <laughs> kids. You know, probably like pulls the kid aside from the parents and starts cursing and shit. Yep. Talking about you're gonna be getting you're gonna be getting pussy. That's not a- <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be getting pussy at Houston. Let me tell you something. Knows how to play the game. You know, there's a blue chips kind of movie coming out. I think it's a Netflix movie. I don't know what it's got. I bet it comes out around on the next couple of weeks around the champ around the championship game. But it's about um basically the like quarterback on championship favorite in college. Uh, decides not to play in the championship game uh, until there's some agreement on players getting paid. Huh. That's this is a rumored movie, or it's actually no. I, I, no, I saw I saw the uh, trailer for. It. I think it's coming out. My it's guess, called Blue Chips too. No, 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 no. But it's a Blue Chips oh. style. I mean, in my mind, it's about college sports, and it's about the, it's about football. So I mean, 
it to me it's like blue chip style um but it's not like the recruiting stuff but the coaches do get involved i think oh you know who the coach is it's schillinger i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly this is a while ago since i saw the thing from oz yeah oh wow jk yeah simmons yes thank name? you yeah yep yeah he's a, he's will always be schillinger Yep, no matter what. Guys want an Oscar. Uh, He's showing Yeah. Um, National Champions is the name of the movie. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I'd rather see. I mean, this is, you know, obviously going to be like a social commentary type movie, at least on, you know, the state of college football. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing like the recruiting one where the coach is taking the guys aside and definitely putting that line in the putting that line in the movie that you're going to get pussy. <laughs> yeah. 100%, 100% going in the script. <laughs> yeah. Well, they touched on that a little bit in the uh what uh, Ray Allen, he got game. Oh yeah, for sure. And he did get pussy. He oh yeah, there was multiple <laughs> multiple co-eds there. Yes. To t- to take care of Jesus Shuttlesworth on his yeah, well. recruiting trip. Yeah, well, when he said it was a second coming, they weren't kidding. <laughs> um, well, I guess yeah, I guess we got to mention, if we're going to talk about football at all today, we have to mention uh, the reason you took last night off is to watch uh, your Dolphins win yet again against yeah. an unimpressive and incomplete New Orleans team, but still <laughs> – uh, they went out there, took care of business as they needed to. They're squarely in the playoff picture. Tough, tougher schedule, I think, than the Chargers, who are right on their heels um, going into the final couple weeks here. But uh, you guys are in a great spot um, after having – this is where the Dead start. You know, I don't know about – I'm sure you're looking at it right now just saying if you had only won one of those games when you were in that seven-game losing streak, you got, you know, something went right. Like you'd be in much more comfortable spot right now. Um, I you should know, think if that London game uh, went yep. away, you're like Jesus. Like it's, I don't have to worry about the next two weeks. Like I'm not, you know, I'm just sitting a little, little prettier. Um, but they uh, two, I two. I know he had that fumble, but he looked pretty sharp from what I saw yesterday. And I think he was all right. They didn't ask him to do much. And I, I feel like New Orleans is a pretty good defense. Very good defense. Um, and uh, I mean, you guys have a winner with Jalen Waddle, who's uh, looks very good. He's looking for the rookie record in receptions. He's he beat his uh, most receiving yards for a Dolphins rookie. Um, he's having a hell of a season. Nine more catches last night, touchdown. Yeah, I mean, if the um, not that it means anything, but they actually are, I think, the seventh seed right now. If the season ended today, yeah. Uh, yep. But I mean, the the same rings true that I've been saying for over a month now, almost two months. They got to win out. They just got to keep winning. It doesn't. In the schedule, they obviously they got a break. Ian Book looked. Uh, <laughs> he didn't. I mean, if you're backing up Trevor Simeon, that's probably all you need to know about a guy. He's yeah. third string behind Trevor. Yeah. That's that's you know I I didn't I don't remember him from Notre Dame. I'm not sitting there watching too many Notre Dame games, but uh, apparently he was pretty good there. 
probably not an NFL quarterback. No, that's tough when they show like the guy's family there and stuff, and he throws a pick. They only <laughs> showed his family once. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know as a starter, like here, here they are, and then pick six, and that was uh, yeah, it was all downhill. Yeah, the pick six. I think the pick six may have been before they even showed his family. Like, they couldn't get his family on fast enough. <laughs> like we got to show his family before the wheels really uh, maybe, come off. Maybe it was, I think I had it on like it was like right before kickoff. I think they were showing him. Oh, okay. Uh, I, 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 I had it. Yeah, it was definitely definitely more optimistic times when they showed the book crew. Yeah, I think it was eight sacks they had. I mean, they just kept sending yeah. the house at him. Yeah, uh, and I think I, I can't keep track of all the guys who were out, but I think. Like the Saints were missing O line guys too. Yeah, yeah. Which is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not what you want behind a quarterback who needs all the help he can get. Yeah, there he is. You want, I got an ESPN on. They're showing the Houston's coach. Oh man, Dana. Yeah, Dana Hall hologram or whatever. Nice sweaty mullet. Oh, not oh, sweaty. Yeah. I'm sure it was Gatorade. But he's always sweating. Sweat and sweat and Gatorade. Polo um, shirt? Is it polo shirt? Uh, I don't know. They, they switched it over. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> polo shirt, like tucked into his khakis, that type of guy. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's a winner today. Yes, Can't sir. take that away from him. No. Um, um Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta go out and beat Tennessee. That's it. Just one game at a time. Tennessee's <coughs> game. You have to kind of go out and take care of business. And then, and then yeah, and then it's New England after that, uh, yeah. which could be, I don't know. Pro- did, you hear, did you see what they're doing week 18 with the uh, – they're doing two games on Saturday, flexed? I knew there were two games on Saturday, but I didn't know, I didn't know they were not set yet. Yeah, they're, uh, they're doing – they're trying to make sure that they're both – have uh, playoff implications. Mm. So it's three flex games last week. So two on Saturday and then the one Sunday night football. Mm. So, wow. Yeah, it's something to look forward to. Yeah, it's good. It's good to give them like, uh, it's like another week of playoffs. You already have a new week of playoffs. Now you have another week where you have like it's one just more day. football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same amount of football, but it feels like more football. Yeah, because they are isolating the games that matter. Right, they're they're spread yeah. they're spreading out the games that matter. They're kind of trimming yeah. the fat. Yeah, I wasn't really that locked into football on Sunday, and I was watching, but um, the one o'clock games were so the the teams playing were good. You had Bengals, Ravens, Bills, Patriots. Is there another one I'm missing at one o'clock? That I don't know, but uh, the games themselves. Not, I mean, we got we got Lions, Falcons down to the wire. Is there a game I'm I'm blanking on? Um, in the four o'clock slate, forget it. I mean, Chiefs. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird Sunday. I know it's the day after Christmas, but you're such a such a whirlwind of a couple of days. So busy running around on both days, family and like. You're definitely just chilling on the 26th. It's a great day for it, but also just the furthest thing from your mind is football. Even though, like, I'm with you. I was like, I was in front of the TV the whole day. I don't remember anything from these games. Yeah, I know. I was definitely near a TV, but uh, I was on the road a little bit too, to and from. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know, had to watch like my dog and shit. But it just, yeah, it just felt like a weird uh, Sunday. It just kind of popped up. Yeah, I was. And, the, and like I said, the weird. games weren't. I mean, Bears-Seahawks went down to the wire. Nick Foles, nice two-point conversion. But, I mean, it's Bears-Seahawks. Who gives yeah. a shit? Not, not, nobody on this show. It was more for fantasy. It was, uh, you know what? That, that, yes, it was week – was it 16? I'm, I'm like, ahead behind. I, I'm getting used to the 18 weeks. <laughs> yeah. That, that uh, Sunday was more about everyone's fantasy team. Like, that's all I heard about with the people I was with, text messaging. True. It was all about – True. Uh, fantasy more than anything. I think this week, even though it's championship week, it'll ha- it'll be more about the actual team. There's actually some good games this week too that I'm eyeing. All right. Yeah, we'll get ready. We'll come back and do our Thursday. Uh, Thursday we'll do. I don't know if we'll do a full show on Thursday, but we'll do uh, picks at least. Definitely a picks, like you know, like we did on, on Christmas Day. Which you know what? I don't even know if anybody listened to that show. I'm gonna go and see how many how many people. Decided to waste their time <laughs> on Christmas. Yeah. yeah, listen to our show here. Let's see. How do we? Do I didn't it? listen to it. I know that. Oh, we got a few, a few plays. Not bad. Which nice. only ten minutes? It's only ten minutes. At least you can do. One game I got right was like three hours after that podcast dropped. So that Browns game, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they probably. Hopefully, they didn't take the other two like for Sunday. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, they might have listened later. But like, oh, he's hot. You got the Browns right. Yeah, smoking. <laughs> Jeff on the other two. Actually, you know what? Those games, the prime time games, were probably pretty good. Like starting Thursday night, the Festivus Bowl. Titans mm-hmm. Niners, that yeah, was a good, a good game. game. Yep. And Packers Browns Colts Cardinals were good competitive games with like actual playoff contenders in the games. Baker Mayfield stinks by the way. <laughs> oh man. Four interceptions and they lost by two points. I mean, how many quarterbacks would have won that game for the Browns? Like 20 of them? Would Jimmy G won that game? I mean, they're Mayfield. Sucks. No, no Browns quarterbacks would have won it, unfortunately. But a lot nah, of Kelly Holcomb won. would not have won that game. Wow. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, Browns quarterbacks of the past twenty years, but yeah, including yeah, up until including this this current roster. <laughs> and then uh, the Cardinals are in free fall. That was interesting. I almost picked the Cardinals as one of my picks. I was thinking about picking that game. It felt like the. It felt like too many people liked the Colts, but I guess the public was right on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And now Carson Wentz might not play Sunday. Yeah, so. he's on uh, the Cole Beasley list. He's on, he's on the naughty list. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's it. It's unfortunate. Um, what do you got going on for – in New Year's, by the way, amateur holiday, right? That's a it's, – it's for the amateurs. Yeah, it's it's on a short list of uh, of amateur holidays. There's, uh, I mean, I, I don't. I've always told my wife like you can work New Year's if you have to. <laughs> if you have to work a winter holiday, make it New Year's. Yeah, depends how you handle it though. Like I've done, you know, I've done like going to people's houses, which is usual. The usual. Mm-hmm. I've gone out to dinner a couple times, mm-hmm. which sounds terrible but it's not it's not that bad if you do it right yeah it's pretty pretty Um, proper thing to do on new year's so it's not too bad it's you know it's just like it's going out on a 
a little busier night than usual, but if you hit the right place, you're fine. Yeah, you got to go to the right place because some places, I think some places screw you. They do these like prefix. I uh, don't do that on, on New Year's. Yeah, don't do a prefix. Nah, the place I, the place we went to a couple of times with a group was uh, it was um, block uh, like time seating like five to seven, seven mm-hmm. to nine or whatever. Yeah, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a prefix though. All right, that's good. Regular menu, business good. as usual. I don't. I'm not a fan of the prefix. I feel like they got that shit like ready to you know serve oh, yeah. you hours in advance. Yeah, you don't want that. Absolutely not. Uh yeah, but I don't know. It's New Year's is okay. It's okay. I mean, you don't have to work the next day. That's uh, nice. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. Like I'll throw. I'm not gonna completely ignore the ball, but I don't really need to watch like the Times Squares. I I like having the football games. To be honest with you, mm. I've heard some people complain about it having the semifinal games on New Year's Eve. I love it. Who complains about it? I don't know. I probably heard one person complain once. Didn't know I was going to call you on that, did you? Looks like- <laughs> <laughs> it was like Francesa right there. A lot of people uh, complain. Uh, he might be one of the guys who's complained. I don't know. I feel like if you're old, if you're maybe if you're a young, like if you're a, uh, I don't know, if you're a college kid who's a big Alabama or Cincinnati fan and, like you're still treating New Year's like a big holiday, maybe it's not for you. But if you're like an old, older guy, 30s, 40s, or whatever, kind of just chilling at someone's house, like having a big college football game on. So if you're a diehard fan as a kid, you probably just incorporate that into your holiday. You say, look, this is what it's going to be. We're going to watch this game. We're going to get shit-faced, and then we're going to party the night away, uh, win, lose, or draw. And uh, That's a good point. Yeah, it's a 4 games. o'clock start the first yeah. game. Yeah, same game gets over on 11, right? 11, 11, maybe even a little after? Uh, yeah, I think they they brought the time. Uh, is it a 7.30 start now in the second game? I think they want to give you enough time to make sure. Yeah, so it'll probably be over by like 11, if I had to guess. I went to, uh, I went to Times Square once on New Year's. Like for the ball drop itself? <laughs> no, I wasn't like standing out in Times Square, but we, uh, me and me and a friend of the program, Mike Casino, knew he had friends from Boston that he knew that were in town. They had like a hotel, so he like on oh. the fly. We just oh, decided yeah. to hop on a train, oh. and it wasn't that bad because we went super early, like in the morning. Yeah, and. Uh, we didn't hang outside, but we went to an open bar in Times Square, maybe like two or three blocks from where the uh, from where the ball dropped. And long long story short, um, I won't say the exact details of what went down that night, but about I'd say four to five in the morning, um, I found myself walking through Times Square where all the madness has happened. Yeah. And you will – I don't think I've ever seen, like, carnage like, like, like this. Like, this is it's – not, it's not quite pitch blackout anymore, but it's mm-hmm. also still dark out. It's like, like say, 4.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And just the amount of shit everywhere is a fucking sight. I wish I had taken pictures now that I think about it. 
Like, and, and you know, the, New York's pretty good. Like, they have, like, the street sweepers out already. Yeah. Cleaning up. But the, the mess that New Year's Eve causes, man, is unbelievable. And I'm walking through. It's like a Twilight Zone episode <laughs> by myself in the it's middle t- of the night. Nobody <clears throat> to be seen. Like, a few hours ago, this place couldn't move. Now, t- Times Square is always pretty busy no matter what time of day. But I wonder if 4.30 on New Year's Day – I wonder, are there still people around there? Like, were there no, dude, there was nobody. That's, Ghost town. That's weird. Real, real strange feeling, yeah. That is strange. Yeah, I wish, I wish you'd take a little video of that. Wish you had a selfie stick kind of walking around. It was like the when people took at the, at the beginning of the pandemic when nobody was outside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was kind of like that, only it was a mess. <laughs> it was just like, I feel... I, for some reason, I, like when I picture it, I just picture like paper everywhere. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's just that's all it is. It's confetti for fucking three hours. Yes, it was just like confetti everywhere. Like you couldn't move two inches without seeing yeah. just confetti stepping yeah. over paper and shit. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit of a pain in the ass getting to where we had to go. Obviously, Times Square, New Year's Eve. But uh, it was cool once you got to like an open bar. I don't know how. I don't know how people hang outside dude like they're up against guardrails and shit man like how are you how are you going to the bathroom i don't think they are they might be wearing diapers yeah that's an insane move i i mean i'm crazy (laughs) enough for going to new york on that day i can't picture people like what's your thought process just standing there was the body interviewed by jenny mccarthy maybe i don't know (laughs) <laughs> was the bar, was the bar you at like shoulder to shoulder? Or was there some room there? Like they keep the, they keep the space. Um, like... It wasn't too bad. It wasn't right. it actually? It was funny because our open bar was like it was like a two story bar, mm-hmm. and the upstairs was kind of uh, there was like space to move around a little bit, a little mm-hmm. more higher class. Yep. And yep. then like after midnight, we like went downstairs to check it out, and it was just like chaos and. Like we were young at the time. We were like 24 probably. And we were like, all right, let's fucking hang out down here. Like nowadays it would be the complete opposite. Like I'm hang, I'm definitely staying upstairs. But, you know, everyone like piled in probably after the ball dropped. It was a big party. So uh, I have no idea what the name of that bar was. Probably not even there anymore. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – I wouldn't advise anybody to do it, even if you're like young. Like I'm not even going to tell you you should do it. You probably shouldn't do it. To be honest, you definitely shouldn't stand. You definitely should not hang out outside. I mean, it's going to be fucking like thirty degrees. I mean, how much booze could you have on your person? You know what I mean? That's the one. Yeah, that's the thing right there. Is you're just not. You're not drinking that much. You can't drink that much, and you can't piss. I mean, that sounds yeah. miserable. Um, yeah, just stay home. Find a house. Go get a nice bite to eat or something on New Year's. Do, do something else. The, I'm just looking at the like the New Year's the New Year's shows are awful. There's not a good one on there at all. There's Seacrest. Uh, you talk about the the Dick Clark ABC yeah. or whatever. Yeah, there's Seacrest who sucks. All right, he's a piece of shit. Brian Seacrest is a piece about of shit. Seacrest. Yeah, yeah it's not sucks. a pro Seacrest show. No, he, he, yeah, no, he's got his Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson have theirs. What? He murdered Dick Clark, didn't he, to get on his 
He basically yeah. sold his soul. He had to take over the souls of all these dead, of these dead uh, legendary entertainers. Dick Clark, who had like this, this pioneer career, uh, you know, from whatever, like uh, I'm sure radio days. And then he had like the bandstand and shit like that. And then there's come Seacrest just waiting and just waiting the days out till, he, till Dick Clark died. And uh, yeah, you know, he's got Regis' show and he's got Dick Clark's show. Seacrest is like sitting there early in his career just putting like pins in a Dick Clark yeah, figurine. Absolutely. Killing them one by one. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, man, I don't know. I can't even – maybe this is because football has been on, like if they play the college football games on New Year's Eve. Mm. I can't even remember watching any of this stuff. Do you watch – is this channel on where you are on New Year's? Yeah, it'll be on. It'll be usually like flipping to see like who the guest is. Like just kind of going between, yeah. And then there's like the, there's Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen and Hoda, oh and yeah, Hoda and Jenna, and like just be flipping between. Them. It's just a weird combination of people like freezing their nuts off. Uh, like it was like Steve Harvey had one last year, and he's got these people you would never expect him to be with, like on the stage. Like he doesn't know anything about. He didn't do any homework to like learn about this person. Like he's not ready to interview this person. And they're just talking about New Year's in New York, how it's great to be there. It's an honor to be there. And it's like just over and over and over the same shit. That's it. Yeah, it's a, it's a celebrity circle jerk. And it's usually not yeah. even that famous of people. Right, yeah. No, you got maybe a performance or two that you want to see. Like some, some, some group is up there. But even that, I think I'm just getting – I'm probably too old to like anybody that's going to be going through there. Because uh, even like the older acts don't do it anymore. Although I see Green Day is going to be there. So that's good. I lost some respect for uh, Post Malone one year. <laughs> I didn't know. You, <laughs> how much, well, let's, let's start here. How much respect did you have for Post Malone to begin with? Um, I like one or two Post Malone songs. Yeah, he's All not right. my favorite. Um, All right. But he was like, he, I think he was too drunk to perform. He had like a red cup and. I don't know if he got – I think he got through the performance, but you could tell he was off his game, and I don't know. The words too drunk shouldn't be in your vocabulary if you're a rock and roll star. Not, not yeah. that he's Mick Jagger or anything, but – Yeah, I've never, never heard uh, Keith Richards say he was too high on skag to not play, at least not a live performance, maybe practice. but Yeah, I don't know what year that was. Then there was one year where didn't Rob Mikowski like spike a big Lego in front of Steve Harvey? Oh, was there a Lego? Or no, there was – well, it wasn't Lego. It was something Steve Harvey figurine and Gronkowski <laughs> spiked it in front of him. Yeah, I, I don't remember what it was, but, yeah, I do remember that. Steve Harvey was like, what is wrong with you, boy? <laughs> well, like, even that, I never, I never catch that. Like, I'm just, it's always just flipping and, like, being like, this is stupid. No, it's – And, this is, they yeah, and it goes viral on Twitter. Y'all, anything that happens, I'll see it on Twitter. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I'm, I can't sit there watching these stupid ass shows, man. Find something else. Oh, I would say honeymooners, but you can't. I can't even get honeymooners around here. You get Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Have Seinfeld take you to. I get Seinfeld from eleven to twelve. The contest is on at eleven. You can watch that. <laughs> that's always my Twilight my, Zone marathon. That's always that's always my favorite. My my goal is just to outlast everybody to watch a couple episodes of the honeymooners. That's really it. Although they're on first thing in the morning, too, the next day. So it's not like you're going to miss if you fall asleep. 
Oh yeah, because you get it. You get channel. Do you have channel eleven where you are right now, or do you have the Connecticut channel eleven? I think I have channel eleven. I think I would get it here. Hmm. Yeah, picks news at ten. Yep. This is, you do. This is definitely New York. Oh, it's Brooklyn Bridge. Oh yeah, this is a New York one. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, man, I, I don't even know. Do I get? Do I get honeymooners episode? What the hell streaming is? Uh, is the honeymooners on? I think it's on Amazon. Cause I think that's what I did last year was watch it on Amazon because I didn't have it last year. Pluto TV. I I see free with Pluto TV. Pluto. Huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I get it. Pluto is well. Pluto is a free app. That's uh, got uh, Pluto's okay because it's got um, got Unsolved Mysteries channel. That's just Shatner Unsolved Mysteries twenty four seven. And it's got the Baywatch channel, which is old Baywatches twenty four seven. Oh, Pluto's worth right. downloading. Pluto's Pluto's not bad. I mean, it's not cable, but Pluto's not bad as far as like uh, a free app for TV. But ninety nine percent of the time. Ninety nine percent of the time, I'm just watching the old uh, unsolved mysteries. Though you can't get like honeymooners episodes on YouTube. I don't know. They should, they should have these. It shouldn't just be on Channel Eleven. They gotta come on in New York. Let Channel Eleven have its thing. Well, Connecticut, Connecticut's got to figure it out. It's their fault for not jumping on the honeymooners bandwagon. It is. Uh, there's some full episodes on YouTube. Isn't it one season, The Honeymooners? Yeah, I think it's like 20-something episodes or maybe 30 episodes, something like that. It's a lot. Yeah, it looks like actually a good amount are on, uh, are on YouTube. No. Nah. Honestly, I don't know The Honeymooners that well because of that. It's only on once a year, and it's not like it's on Netflix or anything. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple good ones. I don't know them like, by heart, but there's a couple real good ones. They're all, they're all funny, but... Uh... They got canceled after one season. I don't know if they got canceled. Like, Lisa was huge. I don't know if they got canceled or just TV was different back then or what. I don't know why it went off the air. Yeah. I mean, they're like, that's like the whole, uh, that's the sitcom uh, blueprint right there. Basically, crazy neighbor. Yep. You know, the kind of funny but straight man for like the main character. Is this right after I Love Lucy? I think it's before I Love Lucy. It's before I Love Lucy? I think so, yeah. I don't have the timeline down. What year? The Honeymooners was mid-50s. Yeah, I would say I Love Lucy goes after that. And for longer. Oh, I Love Lucy was definitely longer. Yeah. From 55 to 56 was The Honeymooners. I thought I Love Lucy was like early 50s. I don't think so, because even the quality is better than The Honeymooners. Like the picture quality is better. Uh, I love Lucy's fifty-one to fifty-seven. What? That's crazy. Six seasons. So I love. There's a Lucy movie coming out, isn't there? I think it might be out now. Yeah, with uh, Nicole Kidman and uh, Javier Bardem. Yeah, I but- can't look at Javier Bardem without thinking I'm about to get murdered. <laughs> Well, that, that day, that's pretty good because I didn't. I'm pretty sure him and Lucy had some marital issues, so that fits right into his character. Right, because they were married in real life, right? Yeah, Desi yeah, Arnaz. Yeah, they were. Well, they were partners too, like not just like acting. I think business partners too, like in the like, studio stuff. 
Is he like um, abusive? No, I have no idea. I don't know. He's Cuban. Uh, I, th- I thought right. he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the whole story. I don't. I don't think it was like that bad of an ending because I think like the kids kind of still. I don't know. I don't. Th- like, the kids were okay, like in the aftermath and everything. It was just kind of one of those Hollywood type things. I think. I don't think he was yeah. at least not in like. Uh, you know, black guy pushing down the stairs kind of way. No, I don't see anything about him being abusive, just that he uh, was unfaithful and drunk a lot. Classic. Yeah. Well, good for him, man. It sounds like a model husband in Hollywood. Damn, they were married for 20 years, too. <laughs> it's like it was tur- the whole, the marriage was always turbulent. <laughs> they got divorced in 1960. Married 1940, divorced 1960. I mean, it was a profitable marriage, though. I mean, there were probably people. I read this when I was doing the reading the Dean Martin book. It was like a big thing when he got the like got separated from his wife because he kind of, even though he was like this, um, you know, uh, this this uh, drunk. He seemed like this drunken kind of entertainer. A man of the people. He was also known as like a family man, more so than Sinatra was. And, um, bless you. And um, so when he, like when he got when he was separated from his wife, it was like a big thing because that illusion of like the happily married man that's going out to, or the you know the good family man going out to entertain the, the masses was kind of uh, busted up. So if it was important to their careers to have like this marriage going on, like, look, well, we're this happy couple and look at us, we're on TV and, you know, just come join us every Thursday night and be part of our family. I'm sure that was, you know, part of the reason you stay together um, yeah, for the, for the um, career. Oh yeah. This sounds like it was definitely a, well, I mean, they divorced in 1960. The show went off the air in 1957. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And that, that three years must have been hell. Oh, yeah, right. Where does, where does Lucy rank? I mean, Lucy's got to be – is that like the how, – how many sitcoms, big sitcoms were before I Love Lucy? I guess she's the prototype then. I mean, they had the Wacky Neighbors. Yeah, Fred and Ethel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. The Mertzes. <laughs> um, can you name another character besides those four on the show? Um, yeah, there was like a Mrs. Carmichael or something. Uh, like, like an old lady Carmichael. No, always had special guests. And little, oh, little Ricky, of course, when he showed up. Oh, Little Ricky, yes. Um, I always had special guests like coming through. Was there a big sitcom before I Love Lucy, or is that the first one, though? Oh, the big sitcom? Man, I, I thought it was Honeymooners, man, so I don't know. Maybe I'm the wrong guy to be asking. Lucy, yeah, Lucy out, uh, outdated Honeymooners. Um, I don't know. There was this show called The Goldbergs. <laughs> I don't know how popular before it was. the modern day Goldbergs. Yeah, but it was like this Jewish family in Brooklyn, and I don't really know much about it outside of that. I don't know uh, when that came out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there were. I'm sure there were sitcoms before it, but is there anyone that's 
Bigger than season? No way. Probably not. There you go. So that's like that's like the gold standard. That's like the prototype for you know shows going forward, like uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean Kramer is you know Fred Mertz is uh, Norton. Like I mean it's I mean Norton yeah. and Kramer are the same guy. <laughs> it's yeah. different. Just forty years apart. Right. Bingo. Yeah. All right. Is I Love Lucy streaming anywhere? That'd be a good show to go back and. Though yeah. that I know a little bit better than. Yeah, than Honeymooners. That was that was on uh, Nick and Night for a long Nick time. Nick and Night. Long run on Nick and Night. Uh, I think it's on Paramount Plus. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It is on. It is on. Yeah, Paramount Plus, Hulu. That's the same thing. I don't think so. Uh, well, it's on Paramount Plus and Hulu, hey. apparently. Yeah, it's a good one, man. I mean, it's just uh, it's just funny kind of going back and watching them and thinking like those people are our age or around our age when they made it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Holy shit. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Wow, and I guess you could you could watch uh eleven ninety, whatever channel that is. Some channel five. You could watch um they play old I Love Lucy's. What channel is this? Decades channel? Decades channel. I've heard, I've heard I never, I don't, Antenna TV, I know about that one. Decades uh, I don't know about antenna, but I'd have decades, yeah. Like right now the Dick Van Dyke show is on. Wow. And then there's back-to-back chairs at 11, 1130. Whoa. Taxi at 12 midnight. Oh, man, that is a great, great channel. Oh, here we go. Bob Newhart show, 1230. Honeymooners are on at 1. And here you are complaining you don't have access to Honeymooners. Just going to step until 2 in the morning to watch them. <laughs> I'm going to DVR that one right there. I'll tell you what's, that. Get what's Smart. The, what's the episode? Oh, Get Smart. What's the episode? Uh, the episode is that's a part two. <laughs> the Cramdens and Nortons find out the cottage they own is not the one they originally looked at. Okay. There you have it. What channel? You're on Comcast. Yeah, eleven ninety is the channel. Let's see if I get that one. Apparently. I'll see Friday at 1 a.m., so that, that'll be after the ball drops. It's the New Year's Eve episode. Ralph tries to get New Year's Eve off work to go to a party. That one I feel like I've seen. Probably because it's a New Year's episode. Or he lies to his boss or something about it? Yeah, I forget exactly yeah, how what the story is. I don't get that channel. God damn it. Let me make sure I do before I start DVRing. Kind of everything. Oh, I do have decades. There it is. It's eleven seventy eight here. In case, in case you're uh, keeping score at home. No yeah, sure. Dick Van Dyke shows on right now. I think, is this Mary Tyler Moore? Oh yeah, is she in the Dick Van Dyke show? Oh yeah, yeah. Dick Van Dyke's still alive. Is he like ninety eight? He's got to be. 
he's up there. Diagnosis murder. Man, you made Tyler Moore wearing something very risque for whatever year this was. Yeah, 1961. This is 10 years after Lucy. Yeah, she's just... She's Dick Van Dyke, 96. She's Yeah, now he's making her cover up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she's like in a black leotard. Yeah, what would you call that? I was going to say leotard, yeah. yeah. The milkman Dang. is checking her out. I'm back later when you're at work, Mr. Van Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Covering her up with the suit jacket. Yeah, crazy. Right? Take it off, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is still when they had, uh, you know, married couples on TV had separate beds. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Lucy, right? Lucy and Ricky yeah, had separate beds. Separate, yep, they had separate beds. Oh, you know, you know the trivia question, the trivia answer, who the first TV couple to share a bed was? First TV couple to share a bed. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Brady Bunch? No. Happy Days? Nope. Am I in the right time era? It's got to be seventies. Uh, I don't. It's. I mean, you're not. You're not far off. I don't know. I don't think you're not. I don't know. It might be the. Might be the sixties. I don't. Know. I'm going to say this is sixties. I'm not sure. Sixties man and a woman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. The only other show I could think of is like Bob Newhart show. No. Uh, it was uh, it was the Flintstones. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's why it's right. good. That's why it's animated. Good. That's why it's a good trivia question. Wow, Flintstones were the first honeymooners. They didn't share. Was that separate beds? Did they show their bedroom? I don't think they, they even showed their, their bedroom. bedroom. I don't think they did. I don't remember ever seeing their bed. They might have, but I mean, I'm with you and not having seen all of them. Um, I don't remember ever seeing – it's usually always just in the kitchen. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, I feel like the whole show basically takes place right in that – Yeah. Lit, like in the little apartment. Yeah, a couple – there's a time where he's on the – on the. Uh, I mean, no, there's others, but there's a time he's on the game show. Obviously, it's not in the kitchen and stuff, but – I'm actually getting – I just Googled it, first mm-hmm. couple. Yeah. Mary Kay and Johnny. To share a bed? In 1948. To share a bed? Yeah. It's, not, it's, that's like an English one, isn't it? It doesn't count. Uh, I have no idea. I'm just going by what Google gave me. That's crazy. I can't believe – I can't you – know, look, listen. I've been saying that. It says the United States. <laughs> It was broadcast on CBS and then moved to NBC. Mary no Kay one famous in this show. This sounds like a stupid show. Mary Kay and Johnny. It's probably bad. Uh, 
Well, I'm still saying the fucking Flintstones is a better answer. <laughs> what's the what is this? What's the first TV show you've heard of? Flintstones. Yeah, yeah Flintstones yeah. over Mary Kay and Johnny. Dick Van Dyke. Uh, I can't say I really watched Dick Van Dyke show ever. Well, this was a uh, this was a mainstay on Nick and Knight. Was it? Yeah, this was on. Yeah, I mean, I know the theme song. I could picture. I mean, I could hear it in my head. I could picture. What like, did What know. did Dick do for a living? Um, no idea. I don't know. Sales? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. I have no idea either. I just know he tripped over that ottoman every time. <laughs> that I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's like the that's the uh, the theme song. He trips over it. Uh, then I think there's sometimes where he like sidesteps it. Oh, he's know. a head writer of a comedy slash variety show produced in Manhattan. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> like there's other ones on um, Nick and Knight. Green Acres is on. Not a very good one. Not a very popular one. Um, what other Nick at Night like original happy, Nick at Happy Night Days. Yeah, Happy Brady Days was, Bunch. Yeah, Brady Bunch was on there. A couple of the Vernon Shirley maybe. I feel like that might be maybe a little more can Mindy even got on there. Yeah. Cosby Show. Oh yeah, it's a little yeah, a little later. A little later, yeah. I guess the original Nick and Knight lineup. Oh, the original. When did Nick and Knight even start? Like early 90s? It looks like... Late 80s? Um, oh, this isn't... Yeah, what, is, does, do, what does Nickelodeon do now? Do they even have a Nick and Knight? I think like Friends is on it. Oh man! Oh, it might be like man. TV. It might be like TV Land though. Oh, TV Land, yeah. I'm sure TV Land has like Laverne and Shirley. All right. I do have I do have some channels that like they're just like the logo channel. Yeah, it'll, yep. it'll just crank out old threes companies all the time. Married with children, so there's these, there are these these weird channels that it uh you can you can see these old shows. Oh, right now, like everybody loves Raymond and King of Queens is coming up on TV Land. Like those are shows we grew up with. Yeah, well, that's they're the old shows now. Nick and Knight debuted at 8 p.m. on July 1st, 1985 as a block on Nickelodeon. And it ran from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. seven days a week. Oh, that was a great. That's a, that's a great channel, man. Yeah, and you knew that at 8 it switched over from kids programming to Nick and Knight. And it was, it was usually a set lineup where you knew this show would be on from 9 to 10, like yeah. two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it really helped me, like – mold my appreciation of old TV shows because like Nick was my channel and then I had no choice but to watch you know whatever was on there 
I yeah. guess I had a choice, but I mean, I was like, oh, I'm already here. And, uh, you know, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Um, I don't have like the original lineup though. This is like the Donna Reed show. This is 85, like the Donna Reed show, Dennis the Menace, Route 66, nothing that. Yeah. 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 Good night. Now, I got to say, as a parent, I wish anybody did this right now, but now you can put on two o'clock in the morning. You know, four channels, and they all have kids programming on. Oh, is that right? Yeah, like you put on. I'm sure Nick has, like, I don't know what channel Nick is, but I'm sure Nickelodeon has like kids programming right now. Nickelodeon. Let's see. Mm. Oh, oh, maybe not. Friends is on. Here you go, Nick and Knight. <laughs> I'll stick with decades. Chairs coming on. Oh, it does say Nick and Knight. Oh, it does. Yeah, but it is. It is friends. It's ten thirty until holy shit. Ten thirty until four thirty is friends. Yeah, and I guess that, that's not really surprising. Friends is pretty popular. Then Mike and Molly, Young Sheldon, and then SpongeBob starts up at six thirty to get your kid programming going. All right, so Nick. I mean, but there's just there's just so many. Where does Friends rank for uh, like millennial rewatch show? Like The Office has to be number one, right? I guess, yeah, I guess. Seinfeld I is a little. Seinfeld is more. I think older, older people. That's fair. Like I, I mean, Seinfeld is the best in my mind, but I think more younger people, like thirty. God, is it maybe is it thirty and maybe even forty and younger? Like, Friends is up there for them. I think there's a good amount of hate for Friends, too. Because of those people. (laughs) I love it. It's a civil war with Friends. That's probably true. I was Uh, always kind of indifferent on Friends. Like, I know the basics when it comes to Friends. I know the characters. I've seen a decent amount of episodes. Yeah, I was into it for a little bit of time, like, back then, and then kind of... Got out of it like, towards the end, just didn't like how just you know everybody was were, crossing over yeah. with everybody and like they were out of ideas and you know yeah. they also got a little too like serious at times. It was like your friends, yeah. yeah. It's like Joey was interested in Rachel and then like Chandler and Monica together is weird. Oh yeah, I don't need that. No. No, nah, it's too much. And here's Cheers. Never, never. Cheers was che- Cheers. Never disappointed. Cheers was always just Cheers. Yeah, I can't think of how many times Cheers really got serious. Well, that they dealt with like uh, Ted Danson. Well, not Ted Danson. But they dealt with um, his character's alcoholism. Got a little serious. Or like uh, Carla's, you know. Family life. Oh, serious. Have like an abusive husband or something. Uh, absentee, absentee father. Like she had like twelve kids or something. Not twelve, but a bunch of kids and no father and 
no prospects. She's working the fucking chairs. <laughs> it's few and far between, though. Chairs was chairs was always chairs. What a no, but it was. But I don't think it, it, it didn't mean to like be heavy handed with it. It was just like you know, made you care about the characters. Yeah, a little character development. That's all. Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it meant to like be preachy. You know, it was just kind of. Uh, you know, the stories that they were telling. That's all. Nothing yeah. to be right. It was nothing. They weren't trying to be um, your moral compass or anything like that. Really unique show, too. Cheers. Hard to really. They they really captured like what a dive bar is. Cheers is a little more classy than a dive bar. I see. Nice it is a little more. It is a little more classy, but I think they capture just more like the clientele than the actual place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like guys just coming in by yourself, by themselves, hiding from their wives. <laughs> yeah, like you're go, like you're going by yourself, but you're not going by yourself because you know everyone there. Everybody I mean, it's in the, it's in the theme song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great theme song too. Yeah. It's it's cheers. Uh, I advise everyone to watch Cheers. Yeah. It's highly recommended. Oh, yeah. It's a really good show to have a couple beers with the meat pretzels watching. Oh, uh, yeah. It'll make you want to make you want to have a couple cold ones. Cheers. Yeah. Yep. That was just, this was probably a good pandemic show. Cheers. Oh, yeah. I didn't really think about it, but uh, at the time. I mean, it's on I mean, Netflix, too, right? It was at some point. I don't know if it still is. You team Diane or team Rebecca? <laughs> I don't care. Either one. It's fine. I take Rebecca. <laughs> Diane always seemed a little bit yeah, a full of herself. A little standoffish. Yeah. I, I, yeah, she's always talking to like Harvard professors and shit. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have that. Oh, yeah. Mm. And there's another one like very rarely were you anywhere else besides the bar yeah a couple it was, times it was uh it was very rare a couple times in like somebody's apartment like either sam's apartment or dan's apartment i can remember one where sam goes to a sexaholics anonymous meeting <laughs> what tries to bring up tries to pick up the chick yeah <laughs> Oh yeah. Doesn't seem oh man, it's an all time scene, man. It's probably it's gotta be on YouTube. I don't know if I remember that one. I had to, I it's gotta be on YouTube. It's it's <laughs> it's a scene where like the woman is going like very in detail about her addiction. Yeah. And like obviously like the laugh track is going because it's pretty funny. It's meant to be funny. Yeah. And you could see like Sam like being like taken aback what she's saying. Yeah. Like after she's done with her little like spiel about how addicted she is to sex, Sam's just like, So uh you wanna go get some Chinese? Well <laughs> 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 Jim Beam behind the bar? Woody? Oh yeah, Woody pouring the beam, yeah. Uh yeah, see, not preachy. <laughs> they got their point across. And then right. uh, then they got they got your laugh. Yes. Now exactly. I mean, can you imagine the complaints, the tweets? Oh, oh, you know, we're not, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. I'm gonna cut myself off right there. 
It's like, uh, it's like um, uh, hearing somebody say, like, see you next year. Ugh. Uh, yeah. It's like, just certain things just shouldn't be said or talked about. And, like, can you, like, what I just did, can you imagine this happening now? And the same thing with, like, the see you next year. Just don't do it. Just don't say it. Don't talk about it. Don't do it. So my apologies for going down that route, even for two seconds. All right, I found. I'll I'll send you the uh, <laughs> Sam Malone sex ad. I found it on YouTube. Thanks. <laughs> kind of unfair to have Sam Malone on your softball team, right? You can't have a former pro. I don't care if he was a, you know, relief pitcher. Um, I mean, it's softball. I don't, does he really have that much of an, and he's a pitcher. Probably a little say, bit of an advantage. Yeah, it's anybody who played professionally has an advantage over anybody who didn't. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's not quite Barry Bonds, but. Right. Who's this guy that just walked in the bar? He looks familiar. Striped shirt here. Oh, this guy. Receding hairline. Is he a member of, like, the rival team, maybe? Oh, yeah, it's, it's a good call. I just, I, the guy the guy himself looks familiar. The actor is in something or what. But, yeah, that's exa- it's probably exactly what's going on here. Guy came, into, guy came into boast a little bit about beating him. Talk a little shit. I mean, I mean they definitely be- lost by the way they walked in the bar. I mean, uh, you got Sam Malone on your team. You can't be losing to a schmuck like this. Nah. Nah. He's almost got the same hair as Coach Dana Hologram. So we'll see. He look, kind of looks like him a little bit. <laughs> That's where I recognize him from. Guy cleans up today. He's just his day. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. Usually we're calling like the end of a Monday night football game. Now we're calling the beginning of a cheers. I think that's a sign. <laughs> we're done for the play night. Play by play of cheers. Yeah. Without the jokes. <laughs> just, <laughs> just what we see on screen. All right. Well, with that, then thank you as always to everybody who uh, spent time with us. Appreciate you tuning in. We will uh, be back here on Thursday with some picks for you. Till then, have a great fucking weekend. Yep, talk to you later on in the week. Until then, uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy your week. You kind of you cut yourself off. You you wanted to say something like see you next year. I wanted to say like enjoy the rest of 2021. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Just another day. Just another day. Yeah, fucking New Year's. Fucking New Year's. Fucking 2022. There's got to be like a cool way to bring in New Year's that nobody does. Like family, I guess, is the best way to go. It's easy. Go someplace you're comfortable. You a lot of people deal. do that, though. Yeah, but you're not dealing with crowds, and that's like the main thing. Yeah. What's like the – there's going to be something – I don't know. Charter a boat, go to the middle of the ocean, like 
closest friends? If you don't, if you uh, talk about avoiding a crowd, which needs somebody to, who's going to take that boat out there for you. Yeah, I don't know. What's empty? Like, what place would be like empty on New Year's that you can go? Any place that's empty, I don't know if they're going to stay open. No, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. Bowling alley? <sighs> Bowling alley maybe will stay open. It's not impossible. You could probably find some dive bar. Well, if it's a popular dive bar with a lot of regulars, and they're probably going to be kind of packed. I'm sure there's some dive bars that have like a very small but loyal following that probably stay open for the ball. Oh man, this be yeah. We we couldn't go there because we're not members. We're not regulars. That's the thing. Like, yeah, you got to be a regular. Yeah. yeah. Well, when we get to Sunday Poor Bowling Alley, that's what we'll just open it up for for everybody to come by. Yeah. Yeah, but it's cool. It's a cool place to go if you are one of those regulars. Yeah, absolutely. Because then it's just a Friday night. Yeah. A lot of, like, shit – a lot of, lot of uh, obscenities thrown towards, like, Ryan Seacrest that night. If it's out oh, on TV. yeah. It's cur- yeah. The commentary, that's why you go to those places. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm telling you, though, anything they say about Seacrest is amateur hour compared to, the, the you know, what, what I have to say about that motherfucker. <laughs> Unbelievable. Who's next? Who's next, Dan? Uh I mean – what old guy? He's, is he going for Drew, Car- yeah, Drew Carey next? Like Drew Carey's not that old. Is he going for Drew Carey next? Is he like? Is he? Do you think he's pissed that he didn't get that slot after Bob Barker? He goes after one of the late night guys. They're all they're all younger now though. It's not you know Still. he can't be a late night guy. He's not a late night guy. No, he's not. He's, he's I don't not. think so. But I'm I'm I won't play he's not very fun- guy. He's not very funny, and he's. He's not even as funny as Regis, and he's got like that fake charm. I don't know. He's doing something right. He's faking. He's faking out enough people. Well, consider who's faking out. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't know who's who's the next legendary guy on his hit list. So who's already on his list? Regis and Dick Clark. Yep. He's taking – I mean, that's pretty prime real estate too. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. How we he, can, doesn't, we, he doesn't still do American Idol, does he? Uh, is that show still on? I feel like it's always on. Can we like, – I'm not – I don't like cancel culture, but can we get this guy canceled somehow? Certain guys are just above it. Don't you feel like certain guys are just above it? Yeah, I don't like that he's above like. There's it. no way. There's no way he's been perfect along the way. But some guys are just bulletproof. This guy should not be bulletproof. Nothing you can do.
Yeah, he's been accused of sexual harassment. Oh, has he? But um, from a female or male? 2017, a, fee, a former E wardrobe stylist. And then, yeah, they do say her later on. I don't, I don't remember that being a story at all. That's what I'm well, talking about. Here's the thing, though. He has this person who accused me of horrible things offered me on multiple occasions to withdraw her claims if I paid her a million dollars. Or paid her millions of dollars. I refused. Um, and then, so he's a fucking sexual assaulter and cheap. 2018, E Channel's investigate the E Channel investigated into the claims. Had cl- doesn't sound like a very official uh, investigation. The E Channel's investigation into the claims had, had closed, and there was insufficient evidence to support the claims. Well. Yeah, you're right, man. The guy's fucking bulletproof. God damn. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Does nothing. Does nothing for me though. Like he's not, not a guy I'd ever want to have a beer with. Not a guy like, I'm like, yeah, I gotta be more like that guy. Like, not at all. Like what? Nah. We- no. Crazy. All right, one it's more. Ryan, it's Ryan Seacrest's world. It's his world. I'm going to put on fucking Jenna and Hoda. Isn't he on another good morning show besides the Regis show? I don't know. He's got like a radio show. God. Who's listening to that? Out West. Yeah, I guess. Is it on Sirius? Maybe, because it's probably that L.A. channel. Sometimes I'm fascinated when I think about the shit that millions and millions of people are into. <laughs> like, ma- like, majority of people. Yeah. Like, the stuff I'm in the minority on. Yeah that I just never in a million years would do. Like, listen to Ryan Seacrest's radio show. And there's people who probably, there's people who probably just hang on every word. It's must, must listen, must see. You know this prick's going after next? Who's that? You wait and see. Hang on. Uh, Let me just see one thing here. So, Pat Sajak is 75. <laughs> Seems like he's in it. Seems like he's doing okay. He's pretty sharp still. 75, he's no spring chicken, you know? No, at least it's not Jeopardy, though. He's, yeah, he look, there's only so much that he can get away with this fucking clown. He can get away with being Pat Sajak. He can't get away with being Trebek. We know that. No, he's, he's no Trebek. Wow. Yeah, I could see it, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's going after next, and that's also the same channel, right? That's the same channel as the Regis show. Yeah, he could pull it off. Oh man, he could absolutely pull it off. Son of a bitch. 
We got to put Pat Sajak in some bubble wrap. Seriously, man. We got to make sure he outlives Ryan Seacrest. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. That's it. I'm never going to watch it again. If he's if he, when, he, when he becomes a host, I'm calling it right now. He's going after that job. Yeah, make it makes. I mean, it makes perfect sense with the, the, it being on the same network. Yep. Let's see. Wait a second. Pat Sajak reveals me plans to retire from hosting. You think Pat Sajak does anything besides host Wheel of Fortune? No. Golf? I don't know. It's a pretty good game. Well, I meant work, work wise. 75, man. Just loves the job. <laughs> Classic Sajak. He goes, I'd like to be I'd like to leave before people tune in and look at me and say, Oh, what happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> this I mean, is from would... Sep- this is from September, and he says it wouldn't bet on seeing us in like ten years. So it wasn't. It's not a very. It's not a very uh, precise guess. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's secret. You know, he just he pounces when he can. Yep. See, I want to see how far apart those other two jobs were. Okay, Seacrest has a deal with iHeart Media. Oh, so 10 years from now is 31. Oh, it's definitely gonna be him. iHeart Media was that, is yeah, that, is that is that uh ABC owned or anything? I have no idea. Disney owned? Uh, By the way, Cheers is a bowling alley right now. Oh, yeah. That was the description of the episode. They were trying to... uh, What are they trying to do? Trying to beat that guy? Yeah, they called in a ringer to try and help the bowling bowling match against a rival bar. Um. Yeah. So, Rock and Eve. Ties it on five. Oh. Ties on five. He swooped in. Um. Became the executive producer of it, and did most of the show's duties. Dick Clark was still alive, but he had like a stroke, so I still remember him going on, which was odd. Because mm-hmm. he could not speak very well. We tried to do it. It was both kind of awkward, a little bit a little bit um inspiring and a little bit painful to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, he went on. Uh and then O nine took over. Well, in 09, it was renamed Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve with Ryan Seacrest. So he's the other, he's the, he bookends it. 
He had a 2020 health scare, Ryan Seacrest. What happened to him? I don't know. He just says he needed to slow down. It's like, yeah, no shit, man. Well, look, it's tough eating the souls of uh, legends. Um, what do you think he's like? Like, he's probably just complete, oh, he's, like, sociopath. He's, he, he's cardboard, man. That's it. He's cardboard. Just a robot? That's, yeah. That's, that's it. Pro- programmed, yeah. Uh, and then he started with live with Kelly on 2017. So that's a good hand job. Good 12 years apart. So 12 years from then, 2029, 10 years from now, 2031. So kind of fits right in with the Pat Sajak. Uh, American Psycho. That's Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, I think we actually came to the same conclusion the last time we had this Ryan Seacrest conversation, which might have been last New Year's. Could have been. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, but yeah, definitely the American, the American Psycho for sure. Yeah, I wonder what he is. I do wonder if he's anything different than exactly how I picture him. But he just see, it just seems like that he's made for TV. Just got that fake. Did you see? Um, like a Stepford wife. He's only yes, yeah. TV. Yeah. Did you see uh, – you watched the new DiCaprio movie on Netflix, Don't Look Up? It just, no. came, out, just came out on, like, Friday. Um, but I watched it. Like, it's all, like, how – I mean, it, there's so much going on. it. But, like, one of it is how, like, on, on the on the news, like, no matter what the news is, everybody's fucking cheerful. Mm-hmm. And, like, giggling and, like, keeping it light and that kind of shit. And – uh can't like turn off the TV mode. I I just picture him like that. Just always yeah. in TV mode. Oh, I didn't realize this was straight to Netflix. Yeah, I'll give this I'll give this a, a look. Yeah, it was good. It's not quite uh uh like Doctor Strange Love, but definitely tries to like, It's a comedy? Yeah, dark comedy, yeah. Yeah. Definitely tries to be in the same mold as Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, okay. Um but yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. How long do you think he has to recharge his batteries at night when they unplug this fucking robot? Oh yeah. Probably sleep standing up. <laughs> Plugged into the wall. Vampire. (laughs) All right, let me get this shit out of here, man. All right. That's the world. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. All right. All right, peace. That's it.